Hi there, I'm Russ, and welcome to Dapper Dividends. I'm beyond a beginner, far from an expert, and there's a good chance I know something you don't. The following content are my opinions on investing in life and are not financial advice, but shared for your fun and entertainment. Now that's Dapper. Hey, what's up, everybody? Dapper Dividends for May 1st, 2020. We're going to kick this show off with a little bit of a reminder that the format is going to be slightly altered in that the beginning portion will be me going over my buys, any dividend related news or any just news in general, anything in the market that I've come across that may affect me financially or you financially that uh, I find interesting at my discretion. And then I will be inserting a commercial slot, so you may or may not hear a commercial depending on what Anchor wants to do. And then after the commercial, it will be my free time. I'll be freestyle and free thinking, uh, speaking extemporaneously on anything that's of interest to me. Anything music, movies, TV shows, food, beer I'm drinking, which actually I am drinking a Goose Island next coast ipa pale ale india pale ale i guess i could have saved that for later but anyways so let's get into it oh and music too uh i want to share music i'm a big music fan i love music but i can't play it on the podcast because i don't have the copywriting so i can tell you a song title and artist and you can go to youtube and check it out if you'd like so yeah all right let's recap the buys that i made for my dividend portfolio and i'm gonna find a way that i can share this portfolio not exactly sure how i want to do that yet so my first buy of the week was procter and gamble at 116 dollars 99 uh, that's a newer position for me it's something i'd been wanting to get into for quite some time so i finally just bit the bullet bought a share just to draw that line in the sand. So this is a trick that I do with myself. I kind of get to a position where I'm comfortable buying and I just take the plunge, I do it, I buy that share and then I'll wait a little bit, you know, a week or, or maybe even sooner, whenever it comes down below my average, below that share price, then I feel more compelled to buy. So I will buy and I'll start building up position from there. Next, I bought more ExxonMobil at $44.75. I still like Exxon. I still like the big integrated oil companies such as Exxon, Chevron, Marathon Petroleum. I think they're going to be fine in the long run. And then next I had some more shares of Simon Property Group. I continue to average down. My average, truth be told, was in the 120s and it dropped as low as $43, I think. Obviously, with all the malls being closed and all the stores being shuttered, this was just beaten down. So I've been slowly adding since the low 40s and in the 50s. And then some news came out that they were going to reopen 49 of their shopping malls across the United States starting today through the weekend and Monday. So that shot their price up. And I was one of those people that was helping push the price up and buying. And then hand in glove with that, I also bought and added some more positions of ticker symbol O realty income. I bought those at $53.49. Obviously retail and is was already on shaky ground and this just completely crushed 
all the retail REITs and I think they're going to come back. I think it's a little overblown and a little overdone. So I'm pretty confident putting my money where my mouth is and we'll see where Simon Property Group and Realty Income are at when hopefully, fingers crossed, this is all blown over. And interestingly enough, this was a fun one. Since I don't gamble, it's an exchange traded, exchange, good Lord, an exchange traded note. So Investopedia has TVIX as the velocity shares daily two times VIX short term ETN is an exchange traded note that tracks an index of futures contracts on the Standard & Poor's 500, S&P 500, VIX short-term futures index with 200% leverage on the volatility moves. If you have no clue what that means, don't worry. This is all you need to know about TVIX. When the market goes up, TVIX goes down quick. When the market goes down, TVIX goes up quick. It's extremely volatile. So I bought one share of TVIX on Tuesday at $190 and I ended up selling it a little bit later, literally later, like 10 minutes for $196.28. I get into that on the last podcast. I made a mistake. I uh, did a, a limit order instead of a stop limit and I screwed myself out of some money. I uh, jumped in again yesterday and I flipped it from $185 to $200. Had a couple of shares of it yesterday. So quick, easy money. Literally, I held it for maybe, I don't know, a couple hours. And then this is an experiment I'm running. So as I said, I really do enjoy the trading aspect. I don't do it all that much because I'm a dividend growth investor, so I'm usually buying and holding shares forever. I bought some Walmart with this fun little experiment that I'm going to try and run and, and see how it works out. I think it might scratch my itch for trading and I might get some dividends in the process, so to speak. I'm a big fan of Seinfeld and in one of the episodes, it was Serenity Now. Frank Costanza, who is George Costanza's father, played by Jerry Stiller, he has a self-help tape that tells him whenever he feels angry to just say, Serenity, Serenity Now! And then the anger just melts off and obviously it bottles up and it doesn't go away. So, I thought it would be fun to do a dividends now. Just do a dividends now experiment. This is the, the my thesis of it. So I take Walmart, for example. Walmart pays $2.16 a year in dividends per share. So if I buy a share at, say, $120, if I sell it at $122.16, instead of waiting for a whole calendar year to collect those dividends, I have collected them in a day or a few days and fast forwarded that dividend payment to me now. So we'll see how that goes. I bought a share of Walmart at 124.50 to kick off this experiment and Walmart went down. So next day I bought another share at $121.39 and that was yesterday. Today Walmart was down again. So I bought one more share to average down to $121. I now have three shares at $122.30. And my target is $124.46, $122.30 average. And I'm factoring in the $2.16 dividend that they pay to give me a target for a trade target. And the reason I'm thinking of doing this with 
solid dividend paying blue chip stocks like Walmart is if something bad happens and I get stuck, well, I'm not going to feel that bad holding Walmart for a week or a month or three months until it comes up. And so I got a little experiment cooking with Walmart trying to get my dividends now and I'll see how quickly we can get the, uh, the dividends. And I would be remiss if I didn't talk about one of the most colorful characters that we've had, I believe, since P.T. Barnum is Elon Musk. He tweeted out today that he thinks, in his opinion, Tesla's stock price is too high. <laughs> and then they fell 10%. Uh, I saw that people thought that his account was hacked and he sent out another tweet to reaffirm that it was not. He tweeted don't need the cash devoting myself to mars and earth possession just weigh you down <laughs> and today uh, tesla's lost nearly 15 billion in market cap because of mr musk's tweeting i have stayed away from tesla i i don't think i would have held it this long to be up that high so good for him i love it it's entertaining it's almost as entertaining as when he said they were going private in 2018 if you remember that he said they had funding at $420 a share, and he got hit with fraud charges, which he had to settle with the SEC, and that was only in September of 2018, and they, they got off with a slap on the wrist with $40 million in penalties. As much as I dislike Tesla, and I think they're insanely overvalued, they do make a great product, and I do not like their financials. But we'll see. Time is going to tell. And you cannot argue that in the past 12 months, they've been up 200%. And at that same clip, the S&P has lost 3% in the last 12 months. Oh, and before I end this segment, I also bought some Bitcoin. I had bought it when I had a Robinhood account. But as I understand it, and I probably should have looked this up, that Robinhood basically holds the Bitcoin for you. It's technically not yours. So I'll look into that for the next episode. I, I'm not really big on Bitcoin, but I just had an inkling to get a little bit more. I, I bought a small amount, less than $200 worth. I actually, my first tranche of Bitcoin I bought in Coinbase, I bought December 7th of 2017. I bought that at $16,351.14. Then I bought my second yesterday at $8,892, so basically about half of the first tranche that I bought it. I don't know what I was thinking, but it seemed fun. Everybody was buying it, so I just threw some money at it to see what happened. Treating it like gambling, didn't matter if I lost a lot. It uh, it can go down to zero, and it's really a small amount on my part. You know, something I, I'd lose at a casino, and I wouldn't be all that upset about. All right, well, we're coming up to our first stop. If anybody wants to get off, I will not be offended. Uh, please follow me at RustyRam78. You can also check out my little side experiment thing I got going on. I'm trying to learn how to make some YouTube content. Uh, it's called Stashing Worthy Acorns. I'm reviewing and using for two years the Stash app, the Acorns app, and the Worthy Bonds app. And I'm just going to see where we're at uh, after two years and what happened. And I'm trying to document it every week. So if you want to get off, cool. And I'll see you back after the ad. All 
right, so we'll change up the background music for this. I guess I'll tell you a little bit about myself. Uh, I was born in Berwyn, Illinois, which is about nine miles west of the city of Chicago, the part with all the big buildings. I was born in uh, Berwyn, Illinois, April 20th of 1978. My mother was 19 and my father was 20 when they accidentally (laughs) conceived me. Obviously, they weren't trying to plan a family that young. A shotgun wedding ensued and my father did not want to stick around. So he took off when I was, I think, five, six months old. So I really don't have any recollection of that. And he popped back in when I was second grade, third grade or so and wanted to be a father. And anyway, I didn't want to take to that. So then we moved in with my grandparents and I loved that time. I did not have any interaction with my father's side. So it was my mother and my grandparents and myself until my mom remarried when I was 10 years old. And that is another chapter I will get into another time. And I am drinking also, I just looked a, well, it's it's almost gone. It's a Goose Island Next Coast IPA. It's an India Pale Ale and it is a tropical juicy hops. It's 7%, so it's a little bit stronger than I like, but it's a Friday night, everything's all right. So Goose Island was acquired by AB InBev. Uh, They were absorbed by the gigantic conglomerate beer blob, the liquor blob, but that's okay. They still brew beer here in Chicago. They still have a brew pub that's right by the United Center. Go Blackhawks. I'm a big hockey fan. Uh, It's a funny thing. I'm 6'4", and I never really liked basketball. I, I watched the Bulls when I was in high school. They were winning all the championships. They won one of the championships on my eighth grade graduation party. I do remember that. But it was because I was tall, because I was always one of the tallest kids. They always wanted me to play basketball, and they tried to force it on me, and I didn't, I didn't take to it. I always wanted to play hockey. I have a basketball player's body, tall and skinny, and I wanted to play hockey. So I learned to skate, and I would play street hockey, but that's as far as that went because money was tight. So I never made it to the NHL or AHL or ECHL or roller hockey league. <laughs> I played pickup hockey on tennis courts and in, in back alleys. Speaking of alleys, that's something we don't have where we live out here. We live in another uh, suburb of Chicago. The suburb I, I grew up in, Berwyn, Illinois, is about nine miles west of the part of Chicago with all the big buildings. We call that the loop. All right, so the song I want to play you is Cuts You Up by Peter Murphy. I hope you'll go to YouTube and check it out. There's a handful of songs that always put a smile on my face, no matter when it comes on. It's very eclectic. I mean, they're anywhere from Cameo to Peter Murphy to The Cure to Madonna. Yeah, so the song is Cuts You Up by Peter Murphy. Quick little backstory. When I met my wife, I was 22 years old. She was 23. And I had gone out with some of my friends to a Polish nightclub. So we went to a club called Yadinkas, which is no longer around by the Brickyard Mall. Which, that's no longer around as well. So we went to Yadinkas Saturday night. And I was on the dance floor. It was getting late. And I remember dancing with a girl. I introduced myself. I said, hi, I'm Russ. And she said, how much money do you make? Or what kind of car do you drive? It's a little fuzzy. You got to bear with me. It was some years ago. And I had it, dude. I got so mad. 
I stormed off the dance floor. I found my friends because I like dancing. They were sitting in a booth and I told them, I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm never coming back. I don't know how you handle these, you know, some of these girls in places like this. I'm more of a punk rock guy, rock and roll. So I went to uh, a club I normally go called Exit. It's still there today. My wife and I will still go. And I had no money. I had spent all my money. I didn't. I, I knew all the people that worked there, so I was just going to go and hang out and have some water, actually, and, and dance a little bit. And I was not looking, and I met my wife. And they they do say that when you stop looking for something is usually when you'll find it. Just wanted to have a, the rest of the night to myself. I didn't want to look for girls, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I was a 22-year-old, young, handsome man, so... I uh, wouldn't have turned it down and I uh, just happened to meet my wife. I was on the dance floor by myself and I saw her. She's really tall as well. I'm 6'4". She is 5'11". And she had four inch heels on. So she was almost as tall as me. And I kind of, you know, she tells me she was dancing near me because she thought I was handsome. So first thing I ever said to my wife is, how tall are you? As I yelled to her over the music. And that was it. We started talking. I told her I didn't have any money. Could I buy her a water? <laughs> so I, I, I got her some free water from one of the bartenders I knew there. And the rest is history. So anyway, they would play music like this song I want you to play. And I'll leave you with that. Please do me a favor. Go to YouTube. Type in Peter Murphy. Peter M-U-R-P-H-Y. The song is Cuts You Up. I wish I could play it. I'd love to play DJ here at the end. Please check it out. Uh, I am going to be starting a Facebook fan page for this because I plan on doing this for at least two years. This is another experiment of sorts. I uh, just wanted an outlet where I could share my thoughts and opinions. And like I said in the intro, I'm not an expert, but I'm definitely not a beginner. And there's a strong chance that I do know something that you don't. So I'm going to get out of here. And I'll talk to you guys on Tuesday.